1: Do you know that the gospel is all about Jesus? But not only about Jesus, it's about you. How God wants to save you through the power of his cross, blood, and resurrection. How God wants to give you a new life. We call it second birth. The experience of the second birth. My second birth came at baptism my experience came in 1968 the new birth experience how we need that new birth experience how we need that the lord should show us that we are loved with an everlasting love and that we are his and he is ours i'm reading from our mark 3 verse 40. a leper came to jesus begging him and kneeling he said to him If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I do choose. Be made clean. I tell you, if you choose, you can heal me today. Healing is part of the redemption. Oh, yes. He bore our wounds and carried our infirmities. If you choose, you can heal me today. But you have to have faith because if you don't have faith, nothing happens. Oh God, by the stripes on your son's back, heal the sick today. Heal people who have back problems. Heal people who have head problems. Heal people who have neck problems. Move it. Move it. See if God did it for you. I tell you we need to know that jesus wants us healed he came so that we might be saved and healed there is healing in the redemption of jesus he bore our wounds and carried our infirmities and by his stripes we are healed if you choose lord you can make me whole And the Lord says, as he said to the leper, I do choose, be made holy and whole in Jesus name. Immediately, the leprosy left him. I remember St. Francis. Francis was afraid of lepers and that was his only fear. And one day a leper crossed his path And what do you think he did? He ran to the leper and hugged him. No more fear of leprosy. Francis was healed. What are you afraid of today? Face your fears and give them to Jesus. Give the burdens of your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Face your fears and give them to Jesus. I'm talking to myself too. Oh, yes, face your fears and give them to Jesus. Be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, he sent him away at once, saying, See that you say nothing to anyone. See that you say nothing to anyone. That's not what's going to happen. He's going to continue to tell people. I had leprosy, and now I'm healed. And what do you think they're going to do? They're going to try to follow Jesus, see where he is. They need a touch from Jesus. Do you need a touch from Jesus? I always need a touch from Jesus. And you know what? He is faithful to give us that touch, the touch of glory, the touch of redemption, the touch of healing. He is faithful to give us that touch. See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the word so that Jesus could no longer go into the town openly, but stayed outside the country and people came to him from every quarter. Why do you think people came to him from every quarter? Because he had healing in his life, for his life, through his life. He had healing, and people need to be healed. You see, when somebody says, I don't believe in healing, I don't believe in healing. Well, don't go to the doctors. Just don't go. Just suffer. There is healing through the doctor and there is divine healing through the cross of Jesus Christ. Do you want it? By his wounds you are healed. Say it. By his wounds you are healed. By his wounds you are healed. Chapter 2 Then he returned to Capernaum after some days it was reported that he was at home in the house of peter so many gathered around that there was no longer room for them not even in front of the door and he was speaking the word to them so many people that no one could get in i tell you that's reality yesterday there was a young woman that I prayed with again. Last summer, not this summer, she was given three weeks to live. I prayed that her liver would be clean, and you know what it was, but her stomach wasn't. But she says, the Lord knows, and the doctors are saying, I'm doing so well. So we prayed again that the cancer would be literally cursed. I cursed that cancer in the name of Jesus by the power of the blood. I command it to wither and die in Jesus' name and not touching any other part of her body. And Jesus was speaking the word to them. That's why people gather to hear the word and to be healed. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Then some people came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Do you have friends that bring you to Jesus? If you don't, dump them. Are you one person that brings people to Jesus? That's your vocation to bring people to Jesus. If you have friends that bring you to Jesus, keep them. These four men brought this paralyzed man to Jesus, and they went the extra mile, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. This is going the extra mile. They removed the roof and lowered the man at the feet of Jesus. These are friends. I tell you, these are more than friends. These are great, awesome friends that bring this man to Jesus. They go the second mile, the third mile, to bring him to Jesus, because they believe that Jesus is going to heal this man. They removed the roof above him, and after having dug through it, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, whose faith? The faith of the four men that brought this man and lowered him to Jesus. Jesus saw their faith. I tell you, faith is not passive. It's an action word. I have faith that Christ wants to heal you. I have faith that Christ wants to heal me. I have faith that Jesus is the Lord and he carried our wounds and bore our infirmities upon the cross. Jesus saw their faith He said to the paralytic son, Your sins are forgiven. Now saying something like this, the Pharisees and the scribes say, Who can forgive sins but only God? This man is weird. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, Why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins? but only God alone. At once, Jesus perceived in his spirit, and they were discussing these questions among themselves. He perceived that they were saying only God can forgive sins. And that's true. And he said to them, Why do you praise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Stand up. Take up your mat and walk. Which is easier to say? I tell you, Jesus said both. He said both to the man. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, stand up, take your mat, and go to your home. And he stood up and immediately took the mat and went home, before all of them. So they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Well, Jesus has given the priest a power to forgive sins. Yes, you read it. John 20. Whose sins you forgive shall be forgiven. Who sins you retain shall be retained. Jesus gave us that power. Oh, yes, and sometimes that's the greatest gift because the blockages have to do with sin. I know someone whose mother died in her presence. She was not expected to die, and the young person thought it was her fault. While she was at a prayer service, Jesus whispered in her ear, It's not your fault. And her life has been completely changed. Her life has been completely changed. Jesus spoke to her. It's not your fault. She had nothing to do with her mother's death. It's not your fault. Well, you know what? I want to say this. It's not your fault if you were sexually abused. It's not your fault. If something happened to you that you had no experience of saying about it, it's not your fault. God has plans for you. God has plans for you. But you must forgive the one who hurt you, the betrayer, the evil person. You must forgive that person in the name of Jesus. Have you forgiven Have you forgiven that person? You say it's too hard to look at. Ask Jesus to look at it with you and forgive that person willfully, even though you don't feel it. Willfully forgive that person who hurt you. Forgive that person who desecrated your body. Forgive that person. I have someone that calls me up They have no peace. And I keep on saying to this person, you've got to forgive those who hurt you. He says, I'll never forgive them. I said, we will never have peace. You will never have peace. Your problem is that you don't forgive the people, but they hurt me terribly. I believe that. But if you don't forgive them, you're not going to have peace. He has not yet forgiven them. He still holds great unforgiveness in his heart. But I keep on telling him the same thing. Forgive these people, forgive them, and you will see God giving you peace in your heart, a peace that you do not have now. I say to you, stand up, take up your mat, and go to your home. He stood up immediately, took the mat, and went home before all of them, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Well, I tell you, people that we've prayed with are healed of cancer. The response is, we've never seen anything like this. This is Jesus doing this. This is Jesus doing this. I received a call from Father Dan last night. And he has a friend that's in the seminary and he's coming to Boston and the friend wants to meet me. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? He studies in Rome. Isn't that wonderful that the friend wants to meet me? He knows Father Dan's testimony, how God used me to bring great testimony to Father Dan. And now Father Dan sends him to me if only for an hour or two. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to greet that young man as if he were Jesus. And as a matter of fact, he is. It's Christ coming to my home. He loves the Lord. He loves Jesus. It's Jesus coming to my home. What an honor I have to have him come to me. What an honor I have that Jesus sends him to me. Let's continue. Jesus went out again beside the sea. The whole crowd gathered around him and he taught them. He was always teaching them about the kingdom of God, that the kingdom of God was coming and that the kingdom of God was a kingdom of mercy, power and joy, oh yes. The kingdom of God, he kept on preaching the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, we have to see that before we die, that the kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, there are no sick people. In heaven, there are no doubting people. Well, you're doubting. Well, tell the Lord you need faith plant the mustard seed of faith with Jesus and it'll grow it'll grow it'll grow the whole crowd gathered around him and he taught them as he was walking along he saw Levi son of Alphaeus sitting at the tax booth this is also Matthew he said to him follow me and he got up and followed Jesus I tell you This man was hated by the Jews. Why? Because he worked for Rome and he was a Jew. And Rome was destroying the Jewish community by taxing and taxing and taxing. And he sat at dinner in Levi's house. Many tax collectors and sinners were also sitting with Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? jesus has his fishing net out he gone catch people he came to call sinners not the righteous as as a matter of fact there are no righteous one not one all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god all have sinned starting with me and fallen short of the glory of god many tax collectors and sinners were also sitting with jesus And his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the scribes of the Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but the sinners." Do you hear that today? He's come to call you. No, your sins are not too big. If your sins were were big enough, they couldn't be forgiven. You'd be God. Jesus wants to forgive your sins you can go to confession and pour it out and if you don't do that yet you can write them all down and put them under a cross because Jesus took your sins on the cross do you believe that I don't only believe it I know it's true Faith is wonderful But knowledge is even greater. I know that Jesus will forgive your sins. I know that he will forgive your sins. Write them all down. Put them under a crucifix and say, Jesus, no more, no more. I want to be yours. Come into my life. I surrender. I surrender all. I have come to not to call the righteous, but sinners. Verse 18, Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and people came and said to Jesus, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus said to them, The wedding guests cannot fast while the bridegroom is with them. Who's the bridegroom? Jesus. Who's the bride? You and I, the church that loves Jesus, the church that's been forgiven by Jesus, the church that's been healed by Jesus. Oh, yes. Who can fast while the bridegroom is still with them? Can they? As long as he has the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. And then they will fast on that day. We saw that in the ascension. The bridegroom waits for her, his bride, the church, to be faithful, filled with love toward people and filled with God's word, bringing people to know Jesus. I tell you, it's all about Jesus. Then Jesus says, No one sews a piece of unshrunken cloth on the old cloth. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it. The new from the old and the worse tear is made. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins and will be lost. And so are the skins. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. Do you know who the new wine was? The Holy Spirit. Do you know who the fresh wineskins were? Mary. You shall receive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. She is the new wineskins. The Holy Spirit pours himself into her and she conceives the Son of Man miraculously. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Mary says, Yes. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. God wants to heal you today. By his stripes, you are healed. God wants to heal you today, but you've got to say, yes, Lord, I'm willing. God bless you.